into A to Z Sports Primetime on a Sunday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business since 1983, nearly 40 years here in Middle Tennessee, making it happen. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Of course, you know the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans of the Nashville Predators. And of me, GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. And if you are looking for home renovation, Buddy Allen Carpet One, don't stress the mess at Buddy Allen Carpet One. I'll tell you more about the exciting things that Buddy Allen Carpet One has going on later on in the show. I'm going to be a part of it, as a matter of fact. And Buddy Allen Carpet One is going to be a part of our Tennessee Titans training camp coverage. We are very happy to announce. BuddyAllenCarpet1.com is where you go. So, this is a pretty unique circumstance. In fact, history was made at Bridgestone Arena yesterday afternoon. It's unfortunate the kind of history that the Nashville Predators did make, but this is the circumstance that they are currently in and that they're currently going to have to dig themselves out of if they are to show any signs of life in this playoff series. So, as you know, the Preds are currently down three to nothing against the Colorado Avalanche in their Stanley Cup playoff series. It's an incredibly poor circumstance that the Preds find themselves in and one of entirely their own making. There are excuses as to why this has happened. There are reasons to why this team is probably not going to put up any kind of a fight as far as their opponent is concerned. We'll get into those things, but there's one place that I think we need to start, and that, of course, is your Two Rivers Ford take. Jeff Sawyer says, hey, Buck, I've checked in, and now I'm checking out not a hockey fan, LOL. Have a great show. Understood. And listen, if you weren't a hockey fan to begin with, this would be a difficult time for you to try and attach yourself to the sport. That I am completely sympathetic to. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about this because this is yet another local professional sports team that is having an incredibly disappointing first round. And I will explain to you what I mean by that here in just a second. First, I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take, if you would be kind enough to participate. What percent chance do you give the Preds of avoiding elimination on Monday? There's one more game to go in this playoff series if the Preds don't get their act together. They can do this and there are certain things that need to go right. But I want to know your Two Rivers Ford take in the comment section, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or on Twitch. What percent chance do you give this team of being able to stave this off for at least one more night? Give me your answer, and we'll discuss it at length together while I tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. The Built For You program is incredible, but not only can you build your next Ford, at Two River For Rivers Ford, you can go out to the dealership and shop any of their pre-owned inventory. It is the best time to be able to capitalize on a new vehicle for you. But if you are not in the market necessarily for a new vehicle, Two Rivers Ford's pre-owned selection is among the state's largest quality American-made Ford vehicles and working in conjunction with the non-commissioned sales staff who will make your life a breeze. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at Two Rivers Ford. 
Com. So, what percentage chance do you give the Preds of avoiding elimination tomorrow night? Down in an 0-3 hole, one game competitive, two games very, very not so much at this point. And there's a big reason as to why that's a part of the discussion for the Nashville Predators. We know that prior to the playoffs beginning, about, what, a week and a half, 10 days, UC Soros, the all-star goaltender, High ankle sprain, as our own Alex Doherty of A to Z Sports reported. They went to David Riddick a few times in the end of the post or in the end of the regular season and for their first postseason start. David Riddick, of course, in his first postseason start, and they gave up seven goals in total. It was an absolute catastrophe. Game one in Colorado, and we haven't really discussed the Preds playoff series at all around here. I don't know how much Austin and Zach have done with it in the morning. I know that our buddy Alex Doherty has been covering it at great length because they have had a record-setting season of of a great many franchise records, as a matter of fact. Roman Yossi, uh, Matt Duchesne, and Philip Forsberg all being a part of Predators history in this season alone. But a high ankle sprain, as far as the goaltender has gone, has really, really manifested itself. But that's not been the primary problem. It has been very weird to watch these Predators play in the postseason. Now, full disclosure, um, I went to last or yesterday afternoon's game at Bridgestone Arena. I'll be in attendance in person Monday night as well. We're gonna do uh, we're gonna do prime time about ten minutes early, and then I'm gonna slide on down to Bridgestone Arena for that eight thirty Central Time puck drop. But I have zero confidence in them being able to survive. Um, In fact, that's the percentage that I would give them at this point. I would give them a 0% chance. Well, let's change it from 0% to 0.01% chance of being able to avoid elimination. Because just by nature of physically being in a hockey game, being on the ice, they do have a chance. But at this point, they're absolutely getting slaughtered. And it's not necessarily a problem with the goaltending. The problem is that Two of the record-setting guys, and really, as of last night, only one of them, Philip Forsberg has not shown up in this playoff series in ways that are pretty detrimental to the success of the Nashville Predators. We know that Matt Duchesne really turned it on yesterday. Roman Yossi gave him a little uh, life. Connor Ingram was not nearly as good in Game 3 as he was in Game 2, having one of the better performances in net of any Nashville Predators goaltender ever. But now the Colorado Avalanche are on the doorstep of rolling through four straight wins and a clean series sweep of the Nashville Predators. And the larger issue is uh, it's not about the goaltender that they're missing. This was Preds coach John Hines, courtesy of our buddy Alex Doherty last night. Well, I think, you know, one of the things we talked about coming out, coming out of it, Joe, was that, you know, we didn't, we took on a lot of water in Colorado where we defended a lot and, you know, one of our uh, things we talked with our group about is when we're on top of teams in the offensive zone and much more connected uh, five-on-five unit in the offensive zone, we were retreating a little bit too early uh, in Colorado where, you know, tonight I thought, you know, our fours did a good job on, on the initial four check. I thought our D set their gaps really well. Uh, we reloaded hard above pucks and our D were able to slam walls and stay in a little bit more and not give them, you know, as much time where they get out of their own zone and rush defense. And I thought, you know, that was something that uh, we talked about. We did a good job and that led to more offensive zone time, more territory and, and, and things like that. So I think we need to continue to build upon that. 
So that's the Preds head coach, John Hines, talking about that loss. And honestly, it was a weird answer, a very weird answer um, from the Preds head coach discussing this at length last night. The answer lost me because I'm listening to him talk about that. And I get that he has to motivate his guys. I get that he has to motivate his players. And I was texting with Alex a little about this earlier today. Um, But don't give me we did some good things. I'm not interested in we did some good things. I'm interested in the fact that you are now down 0-3 in your series. I understand that they've made the playoffs for eight straight consecutive seasons as the Nashville Predators franchise. That is incumbent upon them to live up to the expectation, the standard of this organization. And I think, honestly, John Hines, after Peter Laviolette, I think he did a pretty good job to kind of salvage as much of what they had on the roster as humanly possible. I do give him a fair amount of credit for being able to get them into the postseason, three straight seasons. He's dealing with the pandemic season on top of all of this. Like, there's a lot of things that have been stacked against John Hines, and I want to be respectful of that. I want to be appreciative of that. I think Preds fans should be appreciative of that as well. But ultimately, what you're seeing is a lack of results, a complete and total lack of results. And it's not about the guy who's in net. Now, I, Connor Ingram was not good enough last night. They they looked like they had some opportunities. The offense gave them more opportunities, certainly, than they've had in the first two games of this series. And Connor Ingram was, I mean, listen, Colorado's good. So you have to give them credit for making plays uh, whenever humanly possible. And they quickly doubled up the Preds last night and just, just suffocated them, just suffocated them. Um, throughout the course of that game. It sucked the life out of the building, and there were signs of life in that building. It was fun. Fun to be back in a playoff atmosphere atmosphere at Bridgestone Arena, but it was all but gone. You know, uh, I mean, basically five minutes into the third period, right, where you just felt like, okay, they're, they're just overwhelmed. They can't skate with these guys at this point, and it's not about the guy in net. The the chance that I would give them of staving off elimination tomorrow, 0.01%. Only by nature of them physically being on the ice against Colorado. Do they have that 0.01% chance? But I do not think that it goes much beyond that because anything, any, any, anything left that they had, it felt like they gave last night. And what they gave last night was good to see them have a pulse, but not nearly good enough. And again, the comments from the head coach were perplexing because I don't want to hear some things that you did well. The only thing that matters is the result on the ice. Uh, Colorado will probably win it all, says Dylan Madden. I mean, give them credit. It's it's possible, right? They're the they're not the they're not the president's trophy winner this year, but they're the, like the second best team in hockey. They're the best. They're the class of the West, Western Conference, and they uh, they have played like it so far. To their credit, they've lived up. To their, uh, to their hype throughout the course of this season. Jonathan Ozzy says, I just can't understand how every time they scored and got the crowd roaring, they they let Colorado immediately answer with a goal. And I mean, I'm talking within a matter of, matter of like three or four minutes, truly like three or four minutes after, and I don't even think it was that long between the Roman Yossi goal, and I can't remember who scored immediately after for Colorado, um, to just suck the life out of that because when Rosi, Roman Yossi just let one rip absolutely through the Colorado net and you felt it, you felt a really, really, you, you felt a great energy. And then immediately they gave up that energy because they could not, they could not protect 
in front of Connor Ingram, and they were they, I, they the Avalanche went through them like a sieve. It was really, really um, depressing if you were in the building, and certainly from my standpoint, looking at ways to discuss this series tonight with you guys. I that was a big note that I made. Man, I uh, did not think much of that at all. Mark Jones says maybe Taylor Lewan can show up and chug a beer and give some inspiration. I have it on good authority that Lewan was invited to the game yesterday and uh, and did not go, but I believe Taylor had some other things going on last night. So I think they've even missed their opportunity to have the left tackle show up and uh, and give them some inspiration by way of chugging alcoholic beverages. So, uh, yeah, no Lewan at Bridgestone Arena to save the Preds thus far. God knows they need anything, any any sign of life, anything at all. There's just nothing there for the Preds. Every time they showed it, they immediately let themselves down and everybody in attendance last night. So let's talk about how this season will be remembered if they get swept. And we will certainly uh, we will certainly uh, discuss this on the radio show. Alex Doherty is going to be on the radio show tomorrow. Um, tomorrow at 12:20, I believe is when Alex is going to come in studio and we'll discuss, you know, a little X's and O's hockey and the storylines that may result out of them getting swept. What will this season be remembered for, for the Nashville Predators for you? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will discuss together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, that's where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team is the official real estate agent of the Preds, of the Titans, and of me. You can get your dream address without the stress through the Ashton team, and you can sell your home for more in this red-hot Nashville real estate market. Gary Ashton has the intel that will help you, that will guide you through this difficult real estate market, this interesting real estate market, and this hugely volatile real estate market. Nobody has better insight than the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, how will this Preds season be remembered? Uh, Justin Revel says, Ashton Real Estate, please sell us a new effing coach. Well, there are going to be there are going to be criticisms of Hines, rightfully so, because it's not like we understand that UC Soros not playing is going to have an impact on this game, on this series. But we also understand that the offense that's been record-setting here in uh, here in Nashville this season with two 40-plus goal scorers, completely uh, – Matt Duchesne doing um, a little bit and has been active this postseason. Two garbage goals against the, Av- the Avalanche in game one and did participate, did try and pull them back into this thing uh, down – what were they down? 0-2. Um, or two down two to nothing in the game before uh, Duchesne helped get them on the board. So Duchesne honestly is doing all that one person can reasonably reasonably be expected of, but the rest of it has been pretty sloppy out there on the ice. Uh, Billy Darks said it will be a record-setting season. Unfortunately, that record will be the first ever sweep on a Preds playoff team. That's the thing they made they made history yesterday. They've never gone down 0-3 in a playoff series. Um, my radio producer Lucas Panzica gave me the stat on Friday that they were six and zero, the Nashville Predators, as a franchise in Game Three when they had started a see a series down 0-2. That's uh, that's the history that they made. They're the first Preds team in franchise history to go down 0-3 in a playoff series, and may well again make history by being the first Preds playoff team 
to be swept in a postseason series should they lose Monday night. It's a problem. Truly it is at this point, and it's tough to find ways to feel good about it. This was something that Roman Yossi uh, discussed last night with the Preds media. Um, we just talked. I mean, we, we like I said, we, we liked our game. I thought we played a lot better than we did in the first two games. And um, we, we got to stay aggressive. There's uh, there's not one person in this room that doesn't believe that we can turn this around. And um, uh, we're going to come out uh, Monday and, and play aggressive. I mean, they're up 3 nothing. Um, we we got to make sure we bring the same game 5-5, five five, co- correct penalties. And um, yeah, the, like I said, uh, we believe we, we can we can beat this team. Well, with those so that's courtesy of Alex Doherty on A to Z Sports. T Talks Ryan says Bucks seriously take off the golden blinders. I've never in my life been accused of having golden blinders. In fact, I've people uh, many people have uh, many many people have said this. Right? Sound familiar? Um, but pe- I, I've often been accused of being unnecessarily harsh on the Nashville Predators because. Um, uh, you know, I tend to be, I tend to be hugely critical of them. So, uh, golden blinders, you know, you can take that for what it is. T- 23 years of mediocrity. He says it took us that long to get a 40 plus goal scorer. Meanwhile, and by the way, not an easy thing to do to have a 40 plus goal scorer, but okay, we'll keep it moving. Meanwhile, other teams have rookies doing that. That's true, but also hugely talented rookies. Rookies here have not necessarily developed in the last couple of years. If you want to talk about a, an indictment of coaching and and uh, and personnel decisions. I'm I'm I think that's a fair I think that's a fair assessment. And to hear Roman Yossi talk about it last night, man, I I don't know. He I appreciate his stated belief in that they can beat the Colorado Avalanche. I I think they have. Uh, I don't think they have a shot in hell. To be completely honest with you, other than they're going to be physically out on the ice. Now, 23 years of mediocrity, uh, Tetox Ryan. I can't speak to right. I've been here for. Um, it'll be seven years for me in August. That's they've been in the playoffs eight straight years. All I've known is postseason hockey. Uh, as b- since being a Davidson County and City of Nashville resident, straight out of college, right? So you know, it's it's not that I have gold, gold, golden blinders on. Uh, hell, I won't even wear I won't even wear the yellow to the game. I had somebody texting me yesterday. In fact, I had our buddy Zach Allen, a buddy Allen Carpet One, texted me asking me if I was going to wear. Uh, if I was going to be decked out in Preds gear, and I find that I find the yellow color that they wear as a main part of their uniform completely atrocious. So now, I, not only can you not accuse me of having golden blinders on, I won't even put on the colors because I find them so reprehensible. Forever, I mean, the only people who look good in those colors are the players themselves, and even that, you know, whatever. Um, now, I, I don't think I don't think that this team is in a place where it's going to be able to ever recreate as currently constructed. Right? Maybe future. Uh, future coaching uh, general manager regimes, regimes will be able to put together a Stanley Cup contender roster, but I believe that time under both David Poyle, very very close to the end of his career, we'll see how much longer uh, how much longer David Poyle stays at the helm of the Nashville Predators. Either by you know by his own choice, I assume they're not going to fire him. Um, so I think David Poyle basically calls his shot as to when he steps away. But uh, or John Hines, I very, very much believe that both of these sides of things have fallen short. Coaching has kept them in the mix, but not nearly competitive um, in the way that they need to be. And to David Poyle's credit, he has he has put he put together the Stanley Cup uh, participant, for lack of a better term, the Stanley Cup trophy, uh, the Stanley Cup series team 
in 2017 that lost six games, uh, lost in six games to the Pittsburgh Penguins, game six on the road in Pittsburgh to get that to get to this point. But I, you know, for David Poyle's part, I don't think it's ever going to happen again under David Poyle. And that's simply, but you know, I'm just playing the odds at that point. David Poyle, I don't know how many more years he has left. And I, I, I suppose that's entirely up to David, but yeah, I mean, the window for that team seems to be thoroughly closed with this roster is currently constructed and you have, you have important decisions to make. Philip Forsberg is going to be due a contract at the end of the year. And I understand why people didn't want to trade Forsberg um, leading up to the deadline when some of those things were being discussed because throughout the course of the regular season, he was tremendous. But he has he has truly evaporated. And at that point, man, I, uh, you know, I don't know. He's done it in the playoffs. So it's not like you can say that Philip Forsberg, like what has happened to Philip Forsberg um, has been, has been, just this year, right? Philip Forsberg has been a consistent performer. There have been some, there have been some, you know, in-season consistency issues, not this year, but in years previous, but he has been a huge part of their playoff success. So you can't accuse him of just fading away every time the postseason comes about. But I mean, you know, a $10 million a year contract for a player who's been a, a net negative so far in the postseason. And he's not the only one, Philip. He's just going to get a lot more scrutiny because he's going to be due a massive contract by the end of this. And by the way, somebody's going to pay him if it's not the Nashville Predators. But yeah, at this point, you really don't feel good about it. I think this is an utterly forgettable season. I really do. Even if, uh, even with all of the, if even with Roman Yossi making history for um, as well as he played, he will probably win the Norris Trophy. Uh, as we've talked about with our buddy Alex, because the voting for those things concludes at the regular season and at regular season's end, Roman Yossi, was a the superior defenseman to Kale McCarr down the stretch who he was in primary competition with. Forsberg and Duchesne making um, not just uh, not just single season records, but now Forsberg is the all-time franchise goal scorer, which in and of itself is a massive accomplishment. But again, if they get swept in the playoffs, and it's because they can't, one, they can't play de- defense well enough in front of the backup goaltenders, and two, their offense that was renowned throughout the course of the regular season has just completely uh, has completely gone away from what makes them great. The power play we thought was fixed until the playoffs and the Avs have just completely neutralized any advantage that they have with an extra man or with the man advantage on the power play. Um, that's that's really where this team sits right now, and we'll see what happens Monday night. I'll be there. I know Alex is going to be there, and there will be plenty of coverage for it, plenty of reaction for it on A2ZSports.com. After the fact, but as far as the Nashville Predators are concerned, man, it's a it's a pretty down bad situation. Joel Shanker says it's a failure because of this team's collapse down the stretch. Again, I, I want to play that John Hines audio for you guys because it really left me scratching my head when I saw Alex tweet this clip out last night. Well, I think you know one of the things we talked about coming out coming out of it, Joe, was that you know we didn't we took on a lot of water in Colorado where we defended a lot, and you know one of our things we talked with our group about is when we're on top of teams in the offensive zone and much more connected uh, five-on-five unit in the offensive zone. We were retreating a little bit too early uh, in Colorado where, you know, tonight I thought, you know, our forwards did a good job on on the initial four-check. I thought our D set their gaps really well. Uh, We reloaded hard above pucks in our D to slam walls and stay in a little bit more and not give them, you know, as much time where they get out of their own zone and rush defense. And I thought, you know, that was something that 
uh, we talked about we did a good job and that led to more offensive zone time, more territory and, and, and things like that. So I think we need to continue to build upon that. It's tough to continue to build upon anything when you've got nothing to build upon in the first place. The building, oh, down 0-3, the, the building <laughs> to build on what at this point? Now, you could come back and you could make uh, Preds playoff history to, and and win and win the do the unthinkable and win four straight games, but it would be near impossible to imagine at this point because they're just they're out of gas. They're just out of gas right now, and without um, without UC Soros and Net to do the spectacular, it does feel like they've you know any chance that they've had certainly coming out of game two with the way that that ended in overtime. Uh, if they didn't win that game, I don't know if they're capable of winning a game. So wrap up tonight by telling you about what's happening with our friends at Buddy Allen Carpet One. Now, if you listen to my radio show, you know that Buddy Allen Carpet One is one of Nashville's staples. And Buddy Allen Carpet One has a tremendous event coming up that I'm excited to tell you about. They are a locally owned and operated company, by the way, at Buddy Allen Carpet One, a full-service flooring company. And they are the proud sponsor of the Tunnel to Towers Foundation over the last six years. They've made They've raised... Over $200,000 for this amazing foundation. Their golf tournament, which I'm going to be doing my radio show at, live this Thursday at Pine Creek Golf Course, is going to directly benefit the Tunnel 2 Towers Foundation. The mission of Tunnel 2 Towers is to honor the sacrifice of fighter, a firefighter Stephen Siller, who laid down his life to save others on September 11th. They also honor our military and first responders who continue to make the supreme sacrifice of life and limb for our country. Buddy Allen Carpet One has been supporting Middle Tennesseans for 55 years. They've been supporting the Tunnel to Towers Foundation for the last six years and doing tremendous work for them. Buddy Allen Carpet One, 2405 Lebanon Pike in Donaldson or online at BuddyAllenCarpetOne.com. So we will see what happens tomorrow night with the Preds. I will get into, well, I'm certainly going to get into it tomorrow with Alex on the radio show because if anybody forecast this, it was Alex. And we'll see if Soros is available for Monday night. I had not heard any update. I did. I knew that John Hines did not rule him out for game three. I did not hear what John Hines had to say about UC Soros for game four. But I imagine if they would have said that UC Soros was available at the postgame press conference, we would know about it by now. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy what remains of your weekend. And I'll talk to you tomorrow on the radio show, 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone.